with your tiny little arms. <laughs> I, I have decent signs, for, you know, for my height. I don't want to come measure me. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to the Dime Bat Podcast. My name is Tyler, and I'm joined tonight by Ross Steinberg. Fuck. Okay, and Megan Bard. Hello. Russ was speaking chicken Croatian. No, that's Croatian. They're the same. And Kevin Meacham. Okay. Good evening. Hi. And Peter Bard. Pockets. Uh-huh. And Alex Cullen. Hello, hello. Hi. And this is our women's basketball preview pod, which I can't believe we're doing. After we promised, this is the first time we fulfilled a promise in five years. You're welcome. Well, we'll see if you actually edit this shit. That's a great point. That's a great point. So first topic, is Gino washed? Kevin Meacham, your thoughts? (laughs) No, he's filthy. There's no doubt that Gino will be coaching for his job this year. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, cool. (laughs) I mean, it it will be his job. He will be coaching for it. Has he received the dreaded vote of confidence from the board? (laughs) Well, the board the board is very busy in hiring uh, Dan Orlovsky to be the head football coach mm-hmm. uh, and athletic director going forward. Interesting. <laughs> A little joke, but obviously, I would say the team fell short of their expectations of winning four titles for Paige Beckers last year. So uh, they could still do that. They could still do that. Technically, I guess you're right. But five is out the window now. So, like, thanks Correct. for nothing. Um. I don't know where you guys want to start. You could get hurt. Shut up, press. <laughs> Team's going to be really good, I think. <laughs> the, yeah, like, talk. the thing is, here's the thing. They didn't lose anyone. Uh, and... That's Anamakarat. Uh, wow. Anamakarat. Wow. This the <clears throat> anti-Croatian. I said what I said. <laughs> Rude. And they're adding AZ Fudd, who is like another generational talent. Uh, we love also to Also some other very good players. But yeah, say, and also Caroline like, Duchamp's like a top five recruit. Who's another like six foot five? They brought in this new transfer from uh, Ohio, State. Ohio State. Pronounce uh, her name. Any of you? I dare size. you. I dare any of you to pronounce her name. Thank it's you. Like, yeah, like South Carolina's gonna be really good this year. I'm not even gonna play. They got that like one good player from Syracuse. Uh, Cardozo is now on South Carolina, and they're gonna be good. But I don't think it's gonna be a problem. At all, because UConn's even gonna be even better. What do we think the starting lineup's gonna be? Let's say, what do you think the start of lining, starting lineup's gonna be at the beginning of the season versus the end of the season? Oh, that's interesting. That's more interesting. I, I, I think interested. it's, I think it starts with Ono, Edwards, Westbrook, Williams, Page. Yes, that is the five I came up with, counting on my hands. Yes, correct. Whether or not Fudd gets in there by conference play, I think is. A good question. Who does she go in for? Like, who loses their spot? Well, like, that's the question. Right. Does If Kristen Williams comes back and is shooting, you know, 40% from three, she's going to keep her job. But if she's shooting 34 39%, that's you it. Know, Fuck you. Well, I feel like 30, you know, that's the thing. Like, AZ5 is supposedly a knockdown shooter. That's what she does. She mm-hmm. hits shots. If anyone is not hitting their shots, she is going to take their job. Except for Paige. Paige is, Paige is keeping her job. I, is... I feel like we all kind of forgot about how good Kristen Williams was at the end of last year. Like She started making all of her shots. When she started having to defend the best player on the other team and like... Hey, you read my piece. Focus. I mean, I, I have also heard her talk about this. It's not really... I read your piece, Russ. <laughs> not really. But yeah. I'm glad someone did. I didn't. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, but I mean that was a big that was a big shift at the end of the season last year. So, you know, maybe she's maybe she's gangbusters and Az is the first person off the bench because that's also another valuable thing is like if you have Az Fudd as your sixth man, like you're doing fine. Az Tyler Polly Fudd, but better than Quincio Hardnet Fudd. He, he was also a sixth man, but his name's funnier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. That is a good name. Yeah. I, I am kind of curious because I, I mean, do you guys agree with me that the careers generally of Williams and Ono so far have been disappointing? Yes. Yeah. 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 Relative Could... to expectation. Right. I'm wondering now that there's so much talent coming up behind them, which was not the case when like the entire roster was leaning on them two years ago, you know, how short their leash is going to get. 
I was going to say that's going to kind of depend on three factors. Well, it's, there's going to go one of three ways. Either they're going to react to the increased competition by improving and keep their jobs. They're not going to do that. The younger players are going to come in and outplay them. They're going to lose their jobs or they're not going to improve. And the younger players are going to come in and not impress, which means we're not doing something right at this point. There's like also, that, is, that that would be a trend at that point. There's also the fourth option where the younger players we might think are better, but Gino just doesn't want to take that step of benching the seniors. Though I would I would push back on that. That's a trend because Beckers and Edwards mm-hmm. were freshmen last year and were two of the best players on the team. So I don't I, I'm not really worried about option number three because like you know the people coming in are AZ Fud and. You know, there's Amari DeBerry and there's Caroline Descharm and I guess technically Poff, uh, you know, she's kind of in that like in between zone. Um, Whoa, duck. I'm sorry. She just shot. She just shot a three. She heard her name. She took one. I mean, <laughs> I think we're going to know. Bless up. Exactly. I think we're going to go know exactly how ready FUD is be- because we have the evidence of last year that Gino was just willing to like he it was very clear that Beckers needed to be in the starting lineup from the off like. And she needed to be the focal point of the team to the point where like he was like telling her that that's what she had to be. So I think we're going to, like he's demonstrated that he's willing to do that for the right talent. So if FUD is that talent, I think he's going to do that with her. You know, I don't think that's going to happen. Just listening to what Gino has said in the preseason, it does sound like FUD is maybe a little bit behind where Paige was last year. Oh, she didn't come in as the best player in the country already? Well, and also like... Well, she might be the runner-up national player of the year. Like there was yeah. no freshman who'd ever come in and been the best player on the team. That's never yeah, what, happened. At what Paige before. did last year was so rare. And I think AZ and, and also AZ is coming in with one skill that is already elite. And that is her shooting. And Gino seems to think that the rest of her game can get there, but it's going to take a little bit of time. So I would not be surprised if she is coming off the bench at first. And Going back to to Kristen and and Ono, uh, I would be a lot more worried about Kristen losing minutes just because of the depth at that position and how kind of hot and cold Kristen can be. And if AZ is somebody who comes in right away and is ready to really contribute, and all of a sudden the uh, there are a lot of better options uh, in the backcourt. And, and the Nika. other thing is, you know, he's going to find minutes for Nika. Like he's always yeah. going to find yeah, minutes or else fuck, or else lose his thumb. <laughs> but like he he loves her and how she plays, and she's such a strong defensive I mean, player. Like who doesn't he's going to find minutes for her? So it's certainly a crowded position. Like anybody not playing great is going to find themselves sitting. One thing that I maybe kind of worry about is. Gino made made it a big point at, at Media Day to talk about how Kristen needs to be a consistent three point shooter if she wants to be uh, an elite player in the WNBA, and I'm kind of worried that since UConn is going to run the table in the Big East, they're they're not losing a conference game this year. No, that he is going to stick with Kristen and really wow. let her struggle through a lot in order to give her that chance to really establish herself as the, the kind of shooter that she needs to be maybe to the detriment of the team and that he could be going with possibly better lineups. That seemed like something he does. I mean, it seems yeah. like he would in games that, you know, the team's going to win, but I'd rather win by 60 than 40. I mean, I'm fine with him. Like the best version of this team is one with Kristen Williams playing really well. Because she is also yes. a great defensive player. Um, you know, su- supposedly she really, like, got her shit together this offseason. We'll see. We'll see how that played out. And honestly, with Ono, supposedly she spent a lot of the offseason working on her outside shooting. <clears throat> like, her, her uh, you know, face-up game. And, uh, you know, I think that's going to really give them a lot of options because that opens up the paint for Edwards. You know, it makes you have to guard her you know, out, out to the perimeter, just that could really, that could really change how you have to defend them. And if, you know, you open up the lane like that, you know, that gives page room to work like that, that just gives you a whole different set of options. And I will also be interested to see if Ono can still do that. Like, and, 
And again, like, you know, they're saying her defense is improved. We'll see. Cause like, and, and you know, that that's less noticeable when she's playing next to Aaliyah. Cause Aaliyah is super strong and can body up with anybody, but you know, you don't want to have that liability. This is always like the tricky part in breaking down any of these UConn women's things, because it's only relevant for like six games, you know, like the other 30 are just complete bloodlettings. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just doesn't matter. Love it. It's like we're talking about like for 30 plus games, like none of this matters. They could roll it out. It matters to the They could roll out Nico care. with some brass knuckles and like Molly bent on a stepladder and win by 12. I really enjoy when they win by 65 points. Though. Yeah, like, that's I know. An enjoyable day is watching that happen. And also, I mean, the nice thing about that is you can play out your, he has a huge bench this year. You can play out your long bench and maybe your players aren't quite so exhausted and injured. Like Paige spent the off season getting her ankle fixed and, you know, her ankle was kind of messed up for a good chunk of the season last year. She still played absurdly well. She had really cool crutches too. Yeah. So it's those NIL crutches. <laughs> Sponsorship Rush, what? with the orthopedic what the center. Fuck did, did Gino say about Pf and like she had she also had surgery this offseason? What what was yeah? So she she had like this stomach surgery. I don't remember the details, but it, it's all out there. Uh so she has spent a lot of the summer recovering from it. Uh Gino said that last year she was just kind of shell-shocked and just not ready to perform at this level which we saw mm-hmm. um but he says that she's been amazing in in practice and not only is she starting to show the skill that he saw when he recruited her in high school but she's better than he thought she was now how that translates into a game if it even does i don't know um, but he, he was very excited about Piaf and he was very excited about Mari DeBerry. With that in mind, let me ask you this. Ono or Edwards come out of the game. Who's coming in? Who's the Dorka? F- Dorka. I would say Dorka certainly at the beginning. Yeah. And you also have Aubrey as well. Right. Depending on how yeah, you want to change the line. I, I don't think Gabriel's touching the court in anything but garbage time. I don't care what Gino says. Oh, no. no. At least to start, I agree. No, at least to start. But yeah. as we talked about, there's a lot of garbage time available. Yeah. yeah, garbage time starts in like the second quarter a yeah. lot. No, she's definitely going to be behind Dorka and DeBerry, I think, to start the season mm-hmm. at least. And, and we haven't even brought up uh, Mer McLean yet. Mm-hmm. I don't see where she's going to get minutes. I like her. I think she's got talent, but I don't see it. This, there's so many players on the team this year. Uh, and uh, like, he's never had a roster this big like he just doesn't he just doesn't go this big this he doesn't so it's it's going to be very strange to see you know who exactly is going to get playing time there are a lot of players i'm like i don't know how much like are we going to see poffenbarger at all are we going to see Dusharma right. at all and we're going to see Dusharm. i'm I... not sure that we're going to see much of her again though I've... there's 20 minutes of garbage time per game <laughs> we're going to see these people well, I mean, you figure you've got it. You've got minutes for Paige, Fudd, Nika, Williams, Westbrook, uh, Edwards. Oh no. Well, I'm just trying to think, like at like the sort of perimeter positions. Mm. Oh. How many guards can this team play at once? I think we should find out. Let's well, yeah, propose a that, test. That was my question about Ono and Edwards because I'm like, you could play Westbrook against at the four in all but six could. games this yeah. year. She's a great rebounder. She can absolutely Griffin at center. And like, listen, you know I love Avina Westbrook. She gets one extremely disrespectful block per game. Just some nasty, how dare you bring that shit to me block. And I, I love her for that. So, yeah, fuck yeah, put her at the four. And that's like the thing with Geno's lineups. He does a lot of this very positionless, everyone passes, everyone moves, you know, like Avina's strong. She, you know, she can she can play at the four. I mean, she can't play in the four against South Carolina probably, you know. Mm-hmm. But we got enough bodies that we keep – We don't. I don't think it's going to be a problem. But that whole, like, positionless thing is what he's trying to get out of his post players this year. And – I mean, we, we know that he's worked on that with Ono. 
he's tried that with Aaliyah Edwards as well. He's getting Aaliyah to take more shots from the perimeter. And I just don't know if that's really worth it. I like, don't really is, get that. Like what's the, yeah. what positionless thing are you going for when you have two centers? Like they're just right. a center and a power forward. I mean, I mean, I could kind of see it w- with Ono. I can't as much with Aaliyah Edwards because she's just so strong and she's so good inside. Well, I think what it was you or Megan said at the top, you know, like, I feel like the real benefit of Ono taking more jumpers is to just get out of the way for Edwards, yeah, who's a nice. much better interior scorer. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what they did with Lobo and Walters. Like, Walters had a little jump shot. She could turn around and make a little a little jumper. Like, side note, exactly what Megan said about Ono on the perimeter is what Dan Hurley said about Isaiah Whaley. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. that too. Well, it's the, Very, very true. It's the... To, you know, to keep mixing gender comparisons here, it's the Drummond Oriaki dilemma, you know, where like they just ended up not, it did not work when they were both inside, you know? Um, but those are both guys who could really only play inside. Totally. But so like, if you can create the space, create the space. I do think with back to uh, Westbrook, like it does seem like there's going to be minutes available for FUD if, Westbrook or Williams just don't shoot well again. Looking at the numbers, Williams ended up at 34%. Actually, they both kind of ended up right around 34% from three last year. Like, that's not good enough. So one of them is going to have to get up to, like, 40%, yeah. or FUD should just be taking their minutes right that's away. That's some UConn men's numbers. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Tyrese Martin-ass shooting. <laughs> Shout Tyrese. We love you. He was lower than that. <laughs> But this team needs to shoot. So like it's it is sort of similar, you know, Paige is like unreal, but it does feel like either one of them or both of them are gonna have to figure it out, or I would rather FUD play. Like I will sacrifice a little bit of that guard defense for the shooting. Yeah. And it like depends on who you know, who you keep in and who you're you have a lot of matchup options and you always have Nika Mule to like shoot somebody if you need. Like that's always an option. And, you know, like to your point about how he finally has like a full roster, you know, I think we watched the last couple of years, what happens when they just get into a game and things don't go well and he just hasn't had other players to turn to on the bench. Like that's, that's probably the most comforting part about this to me is like, if he gets into a point where Westbrook and Williams are like sucking ass in the final four against South Carolina, like you have other players to put in now that aren't. The reality Sanaya is Chung. like anybody on this team can get hurt except Paige. And they'll still be the best team in the country. Like you can lose any one, maybe even two other players, and you'll be okay. Yeah, within reason. Yeah. The only one that gives me pause on that is Aaliyah Edwards. But yeah. Yeah. And I think that kind of depends on how how good Dorka is. Or DeBerry. Yeah. Or yeah. DeBerry. Or DeBerry. Yeah. It wouldn't or surprise Gabriel. me if DeBerry's better than Dorka like, by the end of yeah, the day. Yeah, yeah. There's depth, yeah. Or any of the other options that doesn't require two bigs on the floor at the same yeah, time. Yeah, or Griffin, or McLean, or well, or Poth. Poth. well, even Poth. just even yeah. just even even just thinking of it as a positionless thing, like not 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 even just accounting for position. It's just Aaliyah Edwards is just a very very good player, and taking a player that that good out of the lineup without somebody that good coming in is you, you lose something. Even if you go to yeah. a different style lineup, it, you know. If you go think of lineups as like best available players, sure, you know, you but don't... he sort of traditionally had lineups so you know a bench so short that like one player was a fatal loss, right? right. Other than Paige, that's not the case this year, right? Remember Katie Lou Samuelson vomiting on the sidelines at Maryland? And yes, I wrote, I wrote an article <laughs> about that, and I believe the phrase puke and rally was in the Elia uh, Edwards, by the way, who was awesome as a freshman and then spent her summer playing in the Olympics with the uh, Canadian national team playing alongside a bunch of WNBA players. So yeah, I'm excited to see what she looks like now as a sophomore. Anything else interesting come out of a uh, media day, Russ? Just like a couple of a little things. If somebody asked Gino what Paige could possibly improve on. And this is a question be... I had for the group. What did you say? Yeah. Well, Gino didn't have a great answer. (laughs) Gino didn't have a very good answer, but Paige actually did. And she said, you know, for her, it's kind of the 
the the little things that aren't as much you know on the stat sheet she thinks that she didn't really use screens very well last year didn't wait for them uh didn't do a good job of setting them herself she wants to be you know a better teammate in that regard uh so just like little things like that G gino brought up the point that you know she shot 50 percent from three you can't ask her to improve on that like all of her numbers are amazing so what does improvement really look like so it's it, it's the the things that that page listed and you know making a lot of money i think i want Paige, you know as she's she's becoming a more mature player to get stronger because she has that's another thing that she brought up that she spent she couldn't work on her game because if she was recovering from her surgery uh so she spent a ton of time in the weight room like if you look if you look, watch a wnba game compared to a college game and like Paige is is pretty wispy for a college player to start with um you know she really you know gets knocked around a little bit and you need to like have a little more strength just to be able to like not get your ass kicked and get hurt so i think that's that's definitely where i want to see her like step it up and i think also just sort of more like the leadership element of it like you know we compare to like sue bird and diana tarassi and like what makes those players so great is how they run their teams like you watched any of these playoff games they played in like sue bird is coaching the whole time diana tarassi is like working with her teammates like talking to them constantly like you know running the offense and i think that's really then you know where Paige needs to take her game to the next level is to yeah. sort of you know be more of that leader on the floor gino did call Paige a diana level teammate so that was nice to hear that's dope yeah. and like i get it she was a freshman like i'm not that's not a slam on her she's you know that's mm -hmm. a huge thing to be doing as a freshman everything she did last year but i think that's you know that's another place where she can really you know move to the next level just looking at the numbers here i mean there's like so little to nitpick in the numbers again you know like when you have 30 games against just absolute trash take it all with a grain of salt but she's like a little room to cut on the turnovers two and a half turnovers you know if she could mm. get that to, to two that would be incredible her i mean free... that's also a product of her having the ball every possession the entire game yeah, yeah. her free throw rate it... is only about 11 percent. she could get that up a little bit free throw it'd rate. probably be it'd probably be an interesting exercise to isolate her games against quality competition and see and see if there's something there because like you said that that's a really good point about her numbers that like yeah shooting numbers are incredible but like if you're playing against teams that can't guard you then you know it always goes both ways too though right because i mean like the crazy yeah. thing with uconn women is you're like pulling raw points numbers and things or like points per game off 22 minutes because they don't play right. second halves you know right right um i guess the other thing like should Paige be taking more threes yes. she took about five I mean, per yes. game i mean Definitely. she should probably be taking if you seven shoot that right well yes yeah What's she averaging? She took about five per game. She should be taking like nine. I would say yeah. at least seven. So there you go. There's our yeah. page Becker's what uh, picks. The, the, I have one more page thing, I guess. The the thing about you know, I'm thinking back to the Arizona game last year. And it, it felt like if you were able to take Paige out of the game or if you're able to really frustrate her, it was tough for the rest of the team to do much of anything mm -hmm. and i think that's one thing that az is going to help with a mm -hmm. lot is bringing in you know if you can't just key in on page now because you have a threat as lethal as her in in az fud so that is that's going to kind of take that element away you know from a team that is maybe capable of guarding her like az is a great scorer generally too like she can get her own yeah shot. she's not just a shooter yeah. she can get it you know she can score off the dribble she's got a mid-range game like girl can score just straight up score i am a little concerned about um about az maybe adjusting to the college game only because she had this story at media day she she told she was asked what the biggest adjustment has been and she said everyone else's strength and she told this story about guarding Kristen over the summer and Kristen kind yeah. of pushing into her and az just flying like a bunch of feet and if Kristen is able to uh have that effect on her 
I am maybe a little concerned that AZ isn't quite strong enough. To be fair, Kristen is very strong and, you know, probably the prototypical Division One player in terms of strength. Like, she could beat you up, Russ. And Westbrook. <laughs> I'm sure she can beat me up. There, yeah. I don't think there's anyone on that roster that cannot. That is definitely <laughs> trial by fire of FUD coming in for practice and having to go against Williams and Westbrook. Like, yeah. that'll teach you how yeah. strong college players are, like two 25-year-olds. Davina yeah. <laughs> Westbrook should murder me. They're, she grown. Might. They're grown women. And AZ's an 18-year-old kid, so, you know. I, sp- I, su- I suppose the funky thing, like, even getting back a little bit to the, to, to, to the, you know, losing Beckers is, is fatal to the team or whatever, it's also worth remembering that like Ivina Westbrook is capable of being the best player on almost any other team in college basketball. Like she was really good at Tennessee. She was really good. Yeah. Like, and I, another is, that I think kind of underperformed last year too. Well, but also well, wasn't considering that... he did ask her to like entirely play an entirely different position. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She court. just shot like shit for like almost the entire year. Yeah. It took her a while. Totally. And that was after that was after a fully that was after a full year off, right? Correct. So, yeah. so like that's that's similar to like an RJ Cole mm-hmm. discussion, yeah. where like you know we thought like so what we thought with RJ Cole was that he just looked cold coming mm-hmm. off a year off, and then by the end of the year he started to look like the exciting kind of player that we were all hoping for. So maybe this year is a big year for Avina. Um, yeah, RJ is going to score twenty five a game again. Cool. That's right. Yeah. Okay. That would rule. Is Gino a good X's and O's coach still? Ah, nobody wants to say it, you fucking cowards. <laughs> I, I was thinking I don't about think he's my suddenly bad. He's not bad. I think that I think his system. I think his system. He's really good at setting the system up. I think sometimes we are not very satisfied with his in-game adjustments, but his system is clearly very effective. If you had to take one, if, same rosters. One game to coach, would you take Gino or Don Staley? Same roster, one one game. The only difference is the coaching. I mean, if they're just walking up that day, I don't know. Like, cause I'm still it, taking Gino. That's yeah, not how you yeah. coach. Yeah. Like, you prep a team. Like, you, get, you know. Do you I think in these final four like. losses the last couple of years, he's getting outcoached in the games? I don't think that's. I'm just been, watching Mika's face. All of them. I don't think that's what happened against Arizona, certainly. No, I, don't, I, I agree that's with you. That's definitely not what happened in that game. And I don't think that's what happened against Notre Dame in 2019 either. I think UConn just wasn't good enough. Like, I don't think they had the personnel to to beat Notre Dame that year. It's all going to be a more I wish I remember Staley takes game. Gino's job. What'd you say? What? Nothing. <laughs> no. oh. You'll have to listen to the pod. <laughs> 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 It'll be at the like twenty-eight minute mark. This is the only pod I'm on that I listen to. Hmm. I like you guys. Oh, that's nice. Aww. Also, the only pod that I'm on that I listen to. <laughs> don't let don't let Kotler hear that. <laughs> well, but the ones I do with him are live though, so I can't listen. It'll to that. it'll break his poor sweet heart. I love Kotler. I can't listen to that. Kotler it's illegal. Also, if you're listening, please stop sending Kotler bras. That that was really weird. No. Like, what? What? Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you not see what I put in the Slack the other day? I don't read what you post. I uh, saw it, and it was weird. Yeah. It was you weird. ordered a box of something, and instead of, like, packing peanuts, it was packed with lingerie. Huh. Hmm. Huh. Nothing quite seems weird after Alex getting bags of rocks and a rust potato. <laughs> <laughs> that rust potato was good, though. I would like someone to send me a rust potato. Hmm, you gotta so earn it. A beautiful pillow. Your pillow. Who sent? I got I never. There. I never learned who sent the rust potato. That was not me. I think that was it Tyler. Was not me. No, it wasn't me. It was, I don't think Tyler. that highly. It was, was not Tyler. me. Wait, who was it? It had to be you. I'm pretty sure it was not me. I don't I, think I did that. You. You had to. Because who else would have done it? it wasn't me. It, I'm pretty rock. sure it was you. It was, I'm pretty sure it was you. I have no you idea how to order a rust potato. I'm pre- <laughs> what is this? I'm pretty sure it wasn't me. There's no... There's no... There's I, no mean, I said a lot of crap, but I'm 99% sure I did not send the Cause, rust potato. Cause, I, no, because I was limiting myself to Amazon. 
and it's not in I my don't. history. I have no idea where. All right, would this be in, in an email? I don't think so. Search your email for a potato. <laughs> Searching for potato. Do we? No. When was this? Oof. A year try ago. on try under rust potato. <laughs> I have no emails with the word potato in them. In the should we fill in the listeners? We should. So oh, this is not going to. the greatest. Unless you, you want to cut this out, which sounds like a lot of work. It's the greatest long running gag in in the history of the Slack. I'm not sure how interesting it is without the visuals, but at some point, at some point, I started sending weird cheap gifts to Alex anonymously to which he really never acknowledged them like completely <laughs> we talked to Alex all day in the slack and he was getting like bars of stainless steel soap and like weird nightlights and not mentioning it so finally I was so annoyed I confided to Peter who'd started sending Alex even weirder shit <laughs> I remember I said that pillow that had like a bunch of like anthropomorphic cheese. <laughs> and we're gonna take a picture and it said "Say people." There was the there was a little frame that had like cat ears and a picture of a cat. I get it. it. But so like finally, Tyler, Tyler sent him a spoon with his name on so it. So yeah, so thought. so finally, it was like so, some random so, weird thing. That so was Peter just like, and I are talking, and Peter's like. So at one point, Alex does come back to the chat and he goes, something weird's happening, but I figured it out. I'm getting these weird things, but it's a Amazon review scam, I think. And people are sending me things that cost minimal amounts to ship uh, and then doing their own like review scams. And I'm like, what the fuck? No, it's me. Um, <laughs> so I, I say this to Peter and Peter's grand idea is... Oh, he thinks it's a weight thing, huh? I'm going to send him 14 pounds of rocks. <laughs> Alex doesn't say a fucking word when these rocks come to his house. Not a word. This is a normal day in Alex's life. There's just rocks on his front porch. Alex just could not care less. Totally normal. So then, fourteen pounds of rocks to Alex is like nothing because he's very. Oh, he just tossed exactly. them over his shoulder. He's like, "What does this weigh? Like four ounces?" Review scam. <laughs> um, I I think he finally he finally came to the Slack to discuss it when I sent the uh, the captain like the ship's captain yeah. T shirt and a hat, right? <laughs> and a hat, the hat. I'd ordered the hat first, but the hat took so long to ship that he got the shirt first, <laughs> which they sent like four sizes too big. Yeah. So it's like, you know, listen, I, I, I feel like people are not really going to understand like some of the motivation of this. Like I was just going through some hard shit in life and this was how my friends tried to cheer me up and it made me real. And like, once I, I like, had anything to do with that. This like, started. Like, it did. <laughs> I think it did. Yeah. It, uh, it factored hard. in. And like, like the joy of it slowly unfolding and me discovering that actually it was my friend sending me this shit and not just like weird, just just very strange um, Amazon scam type stuff. Like I was amused by the Amazon scam type stuff, but then some personalized things started well, so happening. That, the spoon. That was phase three. Once you did not react yeah. to the heavy stuff, yeah. we started sending you shit with your name on it. Yeah. The, the spoon, the spoon, like, I don't know why I didn't really react to the spoon, but when I got the t-shirt that was like a Facebook algorithm t-shirt that said it's an Alex thing, then I was like, okay, something's going on here. Yeah, that that was that was me. That was uh I sent you a teaspoon that said, Alex, you're my cup of tea engraved on it. I don't know why that didn't like, I just assumed I was like, oh, because my Maybe. name is on my account, <laughs> it, it can even do personalized stuff. Well, like I rationalized in my head that like scammers could send personalized things pe to people like it, that's that's cheap. It also could that have confused like, you because it came in the same order as a 23 inch wide umbrella hat I sent you. <laughs> <laughs> This started as a story about the rust potato, by the way. Oh, we which have we haven't even gotten to. Yet. Well, because nobody remembers who sent it. It was not me. It sent itself. Where to go? The rust, the rust potato is sentient. It so, manifested. Yeah, so, like the amazing. So, so I was sent this russet potato, 
that had Russ's face like laser etched on it. And on the back, it said Russ, it was written in big black Sharpie marker, Russ Tato. And my kids thought it was very funny. And Charlie insisted that Russ's name is actually Frank. And I said, this is Russ. And he goes, no, that's Frank. Mm-hmm. So, Frank. so yeah, that, that's, born. that's why Russ is now just Frank in our family. So yeah, it, it was right. a, yeah. And listen, it was, it, it brought me lots of joy. And it Us too. To. Oh, <laughs> it P- Peter and I were having a great time, although it was maddening watching you but not it, it fucking spread. react. It eventually spread. And then people were sending everyone weird shit. Don't to this, today. No well, one yeah, I remember at one point, Tyler and I tried to evade suspicion by sending each other stuff. Yeah, but we, but we, <laughs> Wait, what would that do? Well, because we, we, you we could just make it up because we didn't tell each other what it was. So. The, the shock of getting Peter when Peter got two lobster claw gloves in the mail. The shock was genuine. And when you got a a poop a poop puppet. Yeah, a boxing poop pen. My kids like that. Alex, I, I will say I appreciate Charlie calling me Frank, and I now call him Roger. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. By the way, Tell this Roger started January twelfth, two thousand nineteen. So it's been almost three years. Three years. Sorry. When I yeah, sent Alex a bar of stainless I, steel soap, a finger massager, a sleep mask, and a pair of children's socks. <laughs> well, remember, we started sending stuff to other people, rocks. too, because Alex wouldn't say enough stuff. So I sent Meech right. those mannequin feet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I sent something to Meech, too. Oh, I sent you a necklace that said Kevin. <laughs> I don't remember ever getting that. What? Some mailman named Kevin's wearing it around Montclair, New Jersey right now. I, de- I, I definitely got the feet. I, I sent Russ the Joe feet, sweetie. I, 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 oh, sent Russ, I sent Russ the burrito blanket that he is currently using. It's right there. I, I love that blanket. Seriously. It do? Is it good? Blanket. Is it a good yes. blanket? Yes. It's nice good. and soft. I like to wrap myself in it like a big burrito. Several people on this podcast have There's your cold pillows one. with me and Peter on them. Just I have one of those. It's the bar pillows are a thing. Should we talk more about women's basketball? Yeah, that was that was a fun tangent. We've been I've been yeah. meaning to tell that story in some of Dimeback Medium, so I'm glad we was, got it out of the way. I was waiting for us to go off on like ten minutes of Nika Mule Croatia like mafia jokes. Oh, I had one all lined up, and then the topic changed. I don't remember what I was going to say, but it involved Mike Oriema being hooded in a warehouse if Nika doesn't play eighteen minutes a game. <laughs> <laughs> I I still like picture Nika on the bench in a jean jacket. Yeah. <laughs> you know what would be great content is we you know that the Dennis Rodman have, have Nika Raker Raker best kills. Well, yes, that. But like let's all go see that Dennis Rodman movie with Nika. <laughs> How much NIL money do we have to pay Nika to hang out with us for two hours? I mean, for the Dennis Rodman movie, probably not a ton. For literally anything else, a lot of fingers. What's a carton of smokes cost? $1,000? She'd show up at the red carpet of the Rodman movie and be like, this carpet used to be white. Because <laughs> of the, the bloodshed. I got it. I got nice. it. Good joke. Thanks. Nailed it. Thank you. Surely there's more to discuss. Well, let's talk schedule. So like schedule. what? Yeah. Who on the schedule are you guys looking forward to seeing? Uh, Louisville's the first one. Fort Hayes yeah, State. Look, well, they open the season against Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas's not going to be very good, though. That's but good. We, we a, owe them. Uh, that was like Kristen's homecoming game because mm-hmm. she's from Arkansas. And at media day, she was really pissed that they lost that game, like still. So I am kind of looking forward to how she's going to play against Arkansas in the season better. opener. She was seven for 17 in that game. If she was so mad, she should have made some threes. So she's going to make some more shots. But I am looking forward to Louisville because we didn't get that game last year because of COVID. And we should have. And I really wanted to see the Paige Beckers versus Haley Van Lith matchup. Well, and the other cool thing is um, they're also going to be in the Bahamas. um, Yeah. Flow sports. Let's go. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Shit. Yeah, it's wild how much they've like put real games. Like the Tennessee game is in February. Yeah, thank God. I like South that. Carolina's end of January. Like this is yeah. nice and late in the year to be getting real games. 
Who? Um, well, you want to get some good ones in during conference play because exactly until Gonzaga joins the Big East, that's yeah, conference isn't thing. that great when it's basketball. How's uh, step it up? Yeah, g- give us the the hierarchy of the Big yeah. East this year. So tomorrow, or I guess by the time this podcast is out, my preseason bracketology will have been released. UConn is the number one overall seed in that. That's it was right. close between them and South Carolina. Wow, I can't I believe you had Scott. 64 one over first overall seeds. Everyone's tied for equally the yeah, top seed. <laughs> um, I did have DePaul in the bracket. Uh, I think I had DePaul as a nine seed. And Marquette, Charlie Cream has Marquette in his field. I have them as my first team out. Seton Hall? So those good? are your three kind of best teams. Seton Hall is, I think, in the next four out. And then Villanova kind of on the parade. <clears throat> I kind of like Seton Hall. I like Park Lane. Seton Hall's good. I, I feel like Espinosa Hunter is good just because she was briefly the Geno effect. A Yukon person. Yeah. No, they I mean she did make a big difference on their roster. You know, they're pretty good. Nova's gonna be mm-hmm. decent. Um I mean it's not like the AAC where there's like one team that's kind of okay and everyone else is just absolute dog shit. Like there's a handful of teams that are like pretty good. That's the thing. This conference is so much better than the AAC. And it, I mean, it's still kind of dog shit after UConn. It's pretty bad. But it's a lot better than the American. It's not like total dog shit. Right. It's, it's like you're playing teams that are going to be easy wins for UConn. But like the AAC teams were terrible. Like we are mostly playing some yeah. of the worst teams in the country. And yeah. as Megan uh, has said numerous times when we were in that conference against schools that just aren't even pretending to want to field a competitive yeah, women's these basketball These schools team. care, right. at least. And I think you've got to expect them to also improve. Like, you know, you don't have a football team draining your resources. Like the only other avenue for revenue is women's basketball. Like it makes sense for these schools point. to try and make some money here. And they've got a real opportunity to do so. So I, I truly hope they all take advantage of it. Yeah. And hey, shout out Providence for moving their game against UConn to the dunk. Yeah. We did oh. talk about that. And I was like, they would, they'd be crazy not to. Because like Eastern Connecticut will just roll up. It's not that far. I kind of, I might go. Yeah. That sounds like fun. I haven't been to the dunk in like 15 years. I guess this is a good time to go back. Watch UConn win by 75. Yeah, it's gonna rock. <laughs> Love it. Better than going to watch the. What's oh, an eleven a.m. game? I might like go to that. Yeah, eleven a.m. I could take the train down. I don't take that train. Everyone, we're going to Providence. We'll see you there. Let's do a live pod at Providence. Russell have mm. stickers. From the goddamn right. I don't think anyone has stickers. Train anymore. station. I don't have any stickers, so you're gonna have to give me some so I can bring them. All right, we'll get Megan some stickers. Megan, you're going to Providence. <laughs> Megan, let's go to the Providence game. Okay. What like what NIL deal are you guys waiting for on the women's side? What NIL deal do you want to see? I'm waiting for Paige to get like some branded shit. You know, like she's already trademarked. Yeah, Daisy's got branded shit. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, she's trademarked Paige Buckets, so she's mm-hmm. already like thinking about that. But I think she's kind of wise to like sit back and like, you know, let the right thing come to her, not just take the yeah. first whatever anybody throws at her. Someone asked Gino about Paige and NIL stuff, and Gino said, you know, she really couldn't be less interested in that right now, and she just wants to play, and it sounded like a lot of coach speak. And then I was at the table with Paige, and someone asked her about NIL stuff, and she said, like, I made it very clear with my agent that once the season starts, it's, you know, all I want to focus on is basketball. And, you know, to, to you guys, this NIL stuff might seem simple. You know, you could say, oh, she can make however many dollars. But, you know, when you factor in what goes goes into it, the photo shoots, the social media posts, the interviews, it, everything that goes into an NIL deal, you know, it, it's a lot of work and I'm not really concerned with it. Uh, so it, it sounds like for now we're not going to get much from Paige in terms of in terms of NIL stuff. And also, I just wanted to say it was really jarring to be at a college basketball media day and hear a student athlete say, I told my agent, dot, 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 Uh, which was great, by the way. But it was very, very weird. Do we think the Twitter ban 
is void for NIL requirement or obligations? Oh, that's a good question. Ooh. Because I would I would give Paige an obscene amount of money to tell people to follow me on Twitter. I, I will say the uh, yeah. the thing with NIL stuff so far is man, yeah, we are getting some is a disaster. We are getting some bad looking clothing. Like it's gonna be awesome for a few years of everyone just trying to like print their own like cafe press shirts just the fugliest stuff. sid wilson has shirts listen i'm owed in a dime back shirt still so why failed penfield i penfield penfield i was supposed to get a jean-claude dan ham shirt and i think it was in megan's car for like three years and i don't know where it is where it is it's still in there somewhere Daniel Hamilton, if you're listening, uh, send me some shit. But yeah, I kind of want, like, I, I feel like Paige is probably the most likely to be able to pull this off, but I keep waiting for someone to do, like, a full-blown, uh, like, apparel deal. Like, I don't know if there's, I, mean, I don't know what those sticking points are, because UConn has a deal with that? Nike, if, like, Paige could have a deal with Nike. So, like, Nike, Nike Paige bucket shirts, not... Here's the something my idiot friend in his dorm room printed that we're selling for twenty bucks t-shirts. Interesting. It's gonna well, happen. I don't that's, see why not. Right. I mean that that's a weird thing though because you have your relate the athlete the college athlete's relationship with the shoe company is going to be weird as it is because yeah. if he or she goes pro, there's probably the expectation that they're going to stay there. So they're already going to have to invest a ton just for that. And then there's the school that they're playing with and whoever they're affiliated with. That's kind of what I'm wondering. Like, what? Like, I, I still don't think we even really know. Like, what are those rules? Because, again, like, I, if I, remember, I seem to remember reading there a rule no rules. that they can't, or that the schools have rules that they can't have an NAL deal with, like, a company that's a direct competitor of mm. someone who's. Right. right, but that like, would make so sense. But think of the disadvantage that puts like Maryland at recruiting against Nike schools. Well, right. I guess that's Maryland's problem. So, like, Under Armour can't give Paige a million dollars to make like Paige bucket shirts. But here's the Paige thing: rolling around Armour campus in a diamond stone like, t-shirt. They're willing to throw money around, like so. Then, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be part of the thing, like part of the competitive com- competition. Tyler, send Paige some stickers, please. Mm-hmm. Like think about how much money Oregon players are going to get from Nike. Oh, unless they can, I, mean, I guess. They launched like their own agency to deal with NIL shit. And Phil Knight was like one of the people who <laughs> like, launched the agency. It's I wrote a story about it for Boardroom. It was the weirdest thing. And then Christian Vitale was quoted in the story saying, "Fuck Phil Knight." That's right. <laughs> I miss Christian Vitale. I don't even remember the origins of Christian Vitale and the bit that he hates Phil Knight. I, I don't But either, I will but never hear Phil bit. Knight's name without associating the bit. Did he play well in that tournament? I, I he Knight? had some like completely Is... innocuous quote that was like we're not worried about like the like, we're only here to win games like some like weird thing but then somebody like made him apologize for it and be like i was under no circumstance disrespecting phil knight like no we want to you which to we're yeah we were phil all knight. like fuck that dude yeah um <laughs> uh, did you guys see the graphic of like which sports have made the most money with nil deals no uh so obviously football was number one and men's basketball was number two but women's volleyball was number three ahead of women's basketball. Hmm. That's very weird to me. It's well, not though. They're also in season. I, I do. Yeah. I also think like I just don't think the market's been set yet, and this is why I think it's all super confusing. Because if you're a person like Paige, like you're not running out and taking every deal for a hundred bucks to do a podcast intro. Like I would just saying, Paige. Well, but like clearly, clearly some of the men's players are. But like right. there's there's going to be, I, I just don't think anyone has any idea where the top end of the market is, and people who are savvy enough, like Paige, who are in high revenue sports and high revenue positions within those sports, are not going to just you know like oh, I'm due respect to women's volleyball players, but like it's not like there's a huge untapped market somewhere, right? 
like take the money while it's on the table. Like that's, that's dope. That's great. But if you're Paige, you can afford to wait and try to see what that actually looks like for a few months or a year or so. I, I'm also interested in seeing over the next couple of years, what sort of deals Paige does get compared to AZ as to number one ranked recruits, supposed generational talents at the biggest women's basketball school in the country. One of them is white and one of them is not. That kind of interests me. I think Paige is going to get the Moe's sponsorship. Because I was thinking of it more as a race thing. I hear you. But AZ's signed a Chipotle deal of some variety. That's good. And I'm very happy for her. And I've eaten more Chipotle since that happened. <laughs> it's so working. I don't think the two are related at no, all. No, it's totally related. It's working. This do. is my second point about the clothes, though. It's like everyone just buy these shitty t-shirts. Like it's worth your 20 bucks. Give the players your money. Yeah. Just put yeah, all these stupid t-shirts in a drawer somewhere. Like yeah. I know, I know it's weird and these shirts are stupid, but you got to buy the shirts. I'm sorry. You got to buy them. If they get like, if they become like super famous <laughs> 20 years from now, you'd be like, look at this dumb fucking shirt I got 20 years ago. And we all like, have drawers full of stupid shirts. Shirt. <laughs> yeah. We all have drawers full of stupid shirts. We're never going to wear again. I'll be right. Um, what else you guys got women's basketball wise? Give me so all right, how does the season end? I want to show championship. Yeah, everyone's gonna I'm say title, gonna, right? I'm gonna mention that the final four for the women this year is in Minneapolis, which mm-hmm. happens to be where Paige is from. That rules. And I think it's going I I think the national championship Paige Becker's winning in her hometown kind of story is inevitable. Megan Brin yeah. stickers. Oh, let's all go to Minneapolis and bring stickers. March in Minneapolis sounds like my personal hell, person. <laughs> but so we'll I mean, call Khalid, get the tour. Minneapolis rules, and I say that only really having been in their airport. But I got very drunk in their airport. <laughs> At, I actually have been to Minneapolis, and it's a delightful place that I would go to for eight weeks out of the year. None of which are in March or April. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see if they do go forward with this proposal to to have a joint, uh, you know, men's and women's tournament. Uh, Final four. It. You know, I was I was at first I was very like, ooh, I don't know. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, you know what? Maybe we should try this. Did you all read the thing I wrote about it? I did, Russ. Thank you. I do think it can work. I just have no faith in the NCAA and actually putting the effort in to do it right but read what i had to say about how it could work go to uh boardroom.tv russell let's Don't see how many there. plugs russ can get in because he has a whole new podcast he hasn't even played i do yet. have a whole new podcast oh. brawl don't lie we're gonna uh record this week we're gonna talk about the uh the bachelorette actually because uh the bachelorette this year was a fucking bucket anyway I I said I'm, I'm just gonna say what I said here, and the the joint Final Four thing can work, but the women's Final Four needs to be in the same stadium as the men's, and I mm-hmm. outlined why. You probably need to move both the men's and women's uh, coaches conventions to a different time of year, which is fine. And I don't remember my third uh, third thing yet to do. So fuck it. Go and read it. It's, I bet it's great. Anyway, I was thinking today, I really, I'm probably going to go to the final four in Minneapolis this year, but in the off chance that the men make it, I'm definitely canceling all my plans and going to that because you never know when that's going to happen again. And you know, the women are going to be in the final four again next year anyway. Mm-hmm. Or you could do what I did in 2009 and go to both. Go to both. Ooh. 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 Yeah, but you know what, though? I really like the off days there because I like going to the Final Four Fan Fest and the open practices and all the extra shit. Who does UConn play in the championship game? South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think South so Carolina is the clear second best team. I think you can make a case for Stanford, but they lost their point guard, Gana Williams, and UConn and South Carolina, not only do they both bring everyone back, they also both bring... 
a high impact transfer and UConn brings the number one and number five recruits and South Carolina brings two, three, and four. And how do you think yeah. UConn overcomes the coaching disadvantage? By hiring Don Stanley to <laughs> By hiring Don Stanley. In February. <laughs> hey, Don Trying to see how mad you guys are at this now. bit. Yeah. Are you, is it getting to Don you Don Stanley got paid. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. Mm. Get that bag. It's too bad, according to that tweet, she's not one of the 10 best coaches in college basketball. <laughs> Wait, what tweet was that? <laughs> A tweet of the 10 winning as coaches that yeah, people was, got really just... mad at. Oh, <laughs> that's right, that's right. Shout Tara Vanderveer. What was the thing Staley got super mad at? Oh, the basketballs, right? The different balls. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whatever whatever yeah. the specifics of that were, I hope they get repeated for eternity because that's the funniest thing in the world. It was pretty absurd. Yeah, but also if Dawn complains about that when she's UConn's head coach, I will be right with her. Oh, I will be burning down the basketball factory in the name of our yeah. coach, Don Staley. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> Fuck off, Spalding. Fuck Although, you, Spalding. Are they a sponsor? I, no. <laughs> Fuck Spalding. If it's not Don Staley, though, it'll be because Shea Ralph leads Vanderbilt to three consecutive national championships mm-hmm. and then gets, gets hired at UConn, which I'm also okay with. Is Vanderbilt the really good? national finals? Yes, losing to you know in his yeah. last three years. Shay Ralph and associate head coach Kyler Irwin together. Yep. Sounds great. Is Vanderbilt going to be any good? No. That's going to take them a little bit. Yeah. Especially do have Shay Ralph. So. But it does sound like they're giving her the resources <laughs> to do the job. And it is the SEC, so it'll be, you know. The SEC, like, does sports right. Like, First of all, they all cheat their balls off, which is great. Mm-hmm. But, like, they all give a shit about all of their sports. Right. Like, they get fired up about softball. Yeah. I, yeah, I will say, too, uh, like, to the whole conversation she's about... fucking Ralph. Yeah, about, Shane like, Ralph. how the people in the American just never cared about the program, and the Big E seems to, like, at least get that there's, you know, money on the table mm-hmm. there. Like, it does kind of feel like the SEC has figured that out being like mm-hmm. whatever we have more money than god in our football thing like i bet we could make more money if the women's basketball teams were good all right fuck it let's do yeah. it they figured that out as soon as they hired mike trenchese as an as a consultant that's when this all happened when they started hiring in men's basketball and women's basketball can't wait to be a consultant just say the most obvious shit and they're like well sir well you brilliant piece of shit here's a giant check we should try to win at the sports. What? That will be $1 million, please. <laughs> Never heard of such a thing. Who do you guys think is going to win uh, National Player of the Year? For men's Page. or women's? Page. Women's. Buckets. Page. Is that going to be Caitlin Clark? <laughs> How about... It's not going to be Brian Howard? Shut up. No. How about this? Will any other UConn players make first or second team? All-American? Yeah. That's a good question. Aaliyah Edwards, maybe. Yeah. If anybody does, it's Aaliyah blown up. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could talk me into Williams or Ono. Easy. Williams. Or Easy. I mean, that one would surprise if, me, but. If I mean, Williams, they all if could. shoots, then could. she can. Ono apparently has gotten a lot better at handling the ball, which is interesting. Point guard. All this shit. Point and I'm like, just make your fucking layups. I mean, Ono's, Ono's pretty tall. She could dunk. Dunk it. Just put Duncan, it in. Just put dunk it on the pot and then dunk it into the basket. I feel like there was apparently um, DeBerry dunked in. Yeah, first, first night. She did. There were a couple of very bad videos. That yeah, that looked yeah, surprised that didn't air like on the ghost broadcast. Twenty miles away. <laughs> Daniel and Alexa both tweeted videos of it. Shout Daniel and Alexa. Yeah, shout. Two people doing good things. So, what do you guys think of Morgan Valley? Big fan. Great. Big fan. She's excellent. New, new assistant coach. It's always nice to have multiple former head coaches yeah. as assistants on your staff. It's a really nice thing to have. Which, which players on the team currently do you think would be an assistant coach on a future UConn team? Avina, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely Avina Westbrook, for sure. Avina would be a good one. It depends how famous they get. Like, I could see Edwards. Nika? Maybe Nika. I could see, <coughs> I could see uh, Griffin. 
I'd be a little concerned about Nika as an assistant coach, just in terms of like NCAA violations. And she shit. should be a coach in Europe where you can hit the kids. Yes. She, whatever team Rick Pitino left to coach Iona, she should go coach. <laughs> Who would win a fight between Nika and Aaliyah Edwards? Oof. Are we talking just slappers or are, uh, are they armed? Are RPGs involved or? Um, they were both told to come to the fight unarmed. Are any of them sitting in a like Croatian sedan with recently tampered wiring outside the arena? Fuck. <laughs> hey, I learned all of these Croatian phrases. You learned one Croatian phrase. No, I learned Bok. a bunch of them and then I forgot them all. Dobra vecha. What? Dobra vecha. <laughs> Good evening. Couldn't get canceled over this. Dobra that means goodbye. All right, everybody. Thanks for Good listening night. to the Time Back Podcast. Fuck. Donovitcha. Dobro jutro. That's good morning. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Time Back Podcast this morning. <laughs> <laughs>